Greetings, well met, and welcome to Level With You, a WoW Classic podcast. I'm Liam. And I'm Austin. And Austin, uh, we're back. Week two. We are. Uh, Happy to be back. I felt really good about our first episode. Uh, I did too. I really liked it. Yeah, and uh, episode two, we we got some good stuff to talk about. But before we do any of that, uh, how was your week? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, been playing a little bit more Elden Ring. Beat Melania, uh, who's one of the most notorious bosses in the game, I think. I saw. Uh, I saw you were streaming. I did not have a chance to tune in, but congrats on the win. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It took about two or three hours, I think. Um, but we got there. What uh, what build are you playing in Elden Ring? Um, I'm doing Dex Faith. Um, cool. With a little bit of Arcane that I only recently invested into. Um, partially because of Melania. Yeah, yeah. Ar- Arcane yeah. helps a lot against her. All right. Uh, well, my week was good. Uh, me and my fiance have been watching Survivor. Uh, oh, nice. The season. I've actually seen that before. The season finale was this Wednesday. It was pretty good. Uh, our favorite player this season won. Uh, so that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've only ever seen the Game Changer uh, episode of Survivor, which is a parody of Survivor. So I've never seen that. I've been watching Survivor since I was like maybe seven. Oh wow! Um, Game Changer is like a show by Dropout, which is I guess formerly College Humor. Okay. Um, and they do a two-parter where they do basically Survivor, but it's inside. Um, All right. Uh, and it's pretty great. Um, there are a lot of comedians who do are on there, I guess. So it's pretty funny. That's funny. But I've never seen actual factual Survivor. Yeah, I, I used to watch with my mom because she would be in like work office pools, and mm-hmm. then we would watch together. So it was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess besides that, I've been drinking some Pepsi Nitro. I don't know if you've uh, tried Pepsi Nitro. I, I have not, um, but I've seen it, and I am a very big fan of like Nitro cold brew. So I'm curious. So. To... I guess I have two things to say about it. One is that it's not very good. <laughs> um, it's like smooth, flat Pepsi is basically what it tastes like. That's interesting. The other thing that I have to say about it is they do have a vanilla flavor of Pepsi Nitro. Okay. And if you get the vanilla flavor and you make yourself a little soda float with some vanilla ice cream, that's pretty oh. fucking good. That sounds really good. Yeah, because yeah. like 
the nitro cold brews compared to like regular cold brew is typically smoother um but yeah smoothing out a like carbonated beverage does seem a little weird (laughs) it's it's weird uh you have to like chill it in your freezer for like a little while before you drink it oh i guess to like um activate whatever mechanism is in the can that i does its thing i guess i really couldn't i i really don't i'm not an expert all i know is pepsi nitro by itself not very good vanilla pepsi nitro in a float pretty good dope i'll have to try that uh i guess that's it for how i've been doing uh in like this isn't like a wow news podcast but in wow news people have kind of figured out that uh the next expansion wrath of the lich king classic Mm -hmm. is probably coming in october oh cool so that's actually a little bit earlier than i expected i don't know if we'll be like current by the time we get to that but we'll just play it by ear and see what happens okay that sounds good to me and uh with that I think it's time to log back in. And this week we're back in Elwyn Forest. And Guard Thomas wants us to investigate the disappearance of Guards Rolf and Malachi. Uh, and it turns out they had a, a bad one. They were eaten by yeah. our, the newest little critter of of the season, uh, Murlocs. And uh, yes. Murlocs are another classic little guy. Um, they're little fish guys. They go... <laughs> um i do love this genre of enemy and wow that's they're just a little guy just a little guy a big fan of murlocs they're very popular um hold on one second i'm gonna let my cat out of my room oh sure go out i know you want to go out go go i'm gonna close the door on you there she goes yep you always had to threaten it, and they're like, oh, I have to make a choice now. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, guess I'll, I guess I'll make the choice they'll, that I was going to do anyway. They'll stand in the open doorway literally forever. Yes, facts. Uh, but yeah, murlocs are cool. They do a new thing for enemies so far. They um, restore their HP with a health potion, which they like yes. cast. Yes, I noticed that. I was like, man, these things are... They're not necessarily super tough, but the fact that they regen their health and... I had a harder time kite or um, getting just one's attention without another one running over. Uh, so between the two, those two factors, I definitely uh, died a lot more this week. Yeah, uh, the Murlocs are in this little like waterside encampment with these little huts and things like that, and they're kind of close together. So you're right; it is hard to get just one of them. Um. But we report back to Thomas. Um, we get a quest to kill like some bears and wolves in the forest, and we also get a mm-hmm. quest to head to Eastvale Logging Camp. And uh, at Eastvale, um, we get another quest to pick up some wood in the forest. I think this is the one you talked about last week. It is, yes. And um, I was actually able to do it this week. <laughs> yeah, and we also get another quest to fight off the Defias Brotherhood. They're back. They are back uh they're spreading like wildfire and this quest actually gives us our first cosmetic item the red linen shirt uh oh yeah the so the shirt slot is just a purely cosmetic slot there's no like stat bonuses for equipping it it's just like a thing you can equip and uh we get one for completing this quest yeah, and it's a bright crimson red, like the same red that their bandanas and such are. Yeah, the quest has us turn in the bandanas, and then they're, like, made into clothing for us. Yes, exactly. Um, Not much else to say about these quests. The wolves that they have you kill are kind of tough. They are. They're... they're way tougher than the Northshire wolves that we had to fight. Yeah, and even the mangy wolves that you see, like, sort of near Goldshire. Yeah. These are... 
prowlers and they're i think they were level nine or ten mm-hmm. on average like the ones i fought and yeah they're a lot tougher like as far as just you know they they cranked up the dial a little bit on these guys so at this point i was around level like 10 and i've been leveling up my professions too all of my professions are around level 30 i don't know about you uh i forgot to get professions <laughs> all right that's something that... Well, no, sorry. I did co- I did cooking and first aid, but I forgot to pick up the other ones. All right. That's something we can yeah. circle back to next week. You're not, like, miles behind. Um, I made a couple meals with cooking. First aid has been pretty nice. You get to craft bandages, which you can use to heal yourself. Yeah, I sold off so many linen pieces before I realized that that's what they were used for. Um, but I'm not selling them off anymore. I'm using them for bandages now. Yep. You're going to get... Um, a from humanoid enemies there are always going to drop some kind of cloth and it's going to be um synced with kind of their general level uh, right now we're at linen uh, and we're going to be at linen for a little while gotcha yeah uh leveling herbalism has been fun there's kind of like three different herbs you can gather there's peace bloom which grows kind of out in the open there's silver leaf which grows near trees bushes or other foliage and then there's earth root, which usually grows on like hillsides. Okay, yeah, I've seen the prompt um, in the wild. It's like requires herbalism or requires mining, and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to get that. And then I forget about it, and like a minute later, you will have time between now and next week to pick up some professions and maybe try and catch up, um, because the next area that we're going to be going to still has a lot of the same stuff for these professions sweet um i've also got some new skills for being a paladin i have the blessing of protection and divine protection which are pretty cool they make me invulnerable to damage for a short period but i can't attack while they're active oh interesting they're kind of my first uh defensive cooldowns yeah i got a couple of those as well um i have one that's called evasion i believe that boosts my dodge chance um for i think 15 seconds and it's not like i can still attack during that time but Mm -hmm. um it does increase my dodge chance and then there was another one i finally got sprint and it only lasts i think 15 or 20 seconds as well and there's like a five minute cooldown but it's definitely been a nice panic button yep if i get kited by too many or not kited but like if i get if i like aggro too many enemies to me at at, at once which happened a couple times when i was fighting the murlocs yeah. Um, where if I'm getting overwhelmed, previously I'd try to run away and I could like probably like die while I was running away. But now I can sprint and uh, get further enough away where I can heal and try to like a- approach from a different angle, which has been pretty nice too. Yeah, it seems like kind of both classes got a little bit of like, uh, oops, I'm in over my head buttons. Exactly. Yep. Uh, in the spirit of that, I've also learned Hammer of Justice, which is a, a short stun. On a cooldown, that stops opponents from attacking or casting spells. And I also got Lay on Hands, which is super cool and flavorful. Um, it uses all of my mana that I have at the okay. moment, and it's on a one-hour cooldown. Oh, wow. But it restores HP to my target equal to my HP, my total that's, HP. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, a, it, that's also an ability of Paladins in D&D. Um and that's that's cool that they have it in in wow as well it's super useful i used it uh in one of the fights that uh, we did together which we'll talk about in a minute oh awesome um it's a quality of life update as far as i did install the questy add-on and it has been significantly easier uh and just a huge quality of life improvement over last week um so shout out to them because that that's very very helpful yeah, it's really nice to just have something that tells you where to go. Yes, exactly. It's been, and it also, like, the map spots aren't, like, 100% accurate, but it's nice to be like, oh, there's a bear that I should, like, I need to kill around here yeah. in this approximate area. Or um, when you have the Defias Brotherhood quest, it's like, hey, this is an area where they've kind of gathered up, so avoid it if you're not trying to fight them. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, which is kind of cool as well. And then we've also unlocked for level 10 our first talent points. Um, the paladin talents are super straightforward. And I guess we'll take a second to talk about how talents work 
in WoW. Um, so you basically get three different trees that you can go down, and each of them will give you either new skills or upgrades to your existing skills, and they're broken down um, by kind of different roles that you can have. So Paladin is really straightforward. You have a healing tree, you have a tanking tree, and you have a DPS tree. Um, which for leveling basically just means I'm going to be leveling the DPS tree because um, you don't get very much out of being a healer or a tank while leveling. Your damage is just really low. So kind of boring, yeah, that makes sense. but also it's nice to have it be a little bit straightforward. You, though, of uh, the rogue is only DPS, so you have some very interesting choices. Yeah, it, so I had assassination combat and subtlety um the subtlety one seems to be not necessarily entirely out of combat um skills but a couple of them have been subtlety focuses on specifically like the stealth mechanic and using abilities Mm -hmm. coming out of stealth or while in stealth gotcha yeah and then there's the assassination one and the combat one yeah and i chose to go through the combat one after talking with you a little bit about what they're each one is good at yeah combat is like the straightforward normal leveling spec for rogues because it really shines in longer sustained fights and it can also fight against multiple enemies so it's good for dungeons where you might be pulling like packs of enemies Mm -hmm. the only real downside to combat is it doesn't lean into like a rogue's existing strengths when it comes to pvp but that's kind of, when you're leveling, not a huge concern, even on a PvP server like the one we're on. We didn't actually say it. We're playing on the Grobulus uh, US West RP PvP server. Um, the nice thing about rogues, you can always just pop stealth if you see uh, someone of the opposing faction and kind of just keep your distance and avoid PvP if you don't want to deal with it. Right. Um, speaking of, I guess, kind of the backstab, Last week, I was, and mostly this week too, I haven't really been able to use it um, until today, actually, when we were playing together. And I think it's just because um, when you're playing just, le- I guess it's called leveling, but like when you're just kind of doing it solo and uh, just fighting enemies, it's hard because they're all facing you. But today, you were able to get their attention, and I actually I was actually able to go around and use the backstab, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot less reliable, I think, and not single player necessarily, but leveling. Yeah, when you're just like running around and like 1v1ing enemies, it's pretty difficult to get their backs turned to you, which they have to be mm-hmm. in order to use the backstab skill. And it does right. good damage if you can use it. It's just not as reliable. Right, exactly. But today it was very helpful. Yeah, um,. I guess before we get into what we did today, we also visited a new area. We visited uh, the city of Stormwind. Yeah, it was uh, really interesting to see like a proper city now, and a little confusing, especially because of the map. <laughs> it, it's like overwhelming compared to Elwyn Forest, which has been—I mean, it's an, a quote-unquote open world, but it's been pretty linear so far. It's like mm-hmm. go to this town, pick up this quest, go to this new area, fight these guys, go back to the town, rinse and repeat. Exactly. The city of Stormwind is just like, I don't know where everything is. It's all over the place. And there are so many people and they're like the chat box was like flying and yeah, it was it was uh Yeah. Yeah, like you said, over a little overwhelming. So 
I guess first impressions, the music is super cool when you walk in. Oh, it is so nice. Like I was listening to a podcast, but I had to pause it when like I heard the music come on. I was like, I just wanted to like take this in for a second. And uh, you come in across this like drawbridge with these big statues, and there's like these cool named NPCs there, like along the bridge that you can talk to. Uh, they don't really do anything for you, but they're standing there looking cool. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just a very, uh, really cool scene that when you like, like you said, walk in on the bridge with all the giant statues and just like, and the music is swelling and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we make our way into town. Um, the two like main features of every city that are only found in cities are there is a bank where you can go and deposit items that you don't want to have in your inventory right now and there's also an auction house where you can uh publicly sell items to other players oh cool um the auction house is a little bit complicated uh, i was able to sell off some um, peace bloom and silver leaf that i had gathered for like 50 silver each for like a stack of them um for like 20 of them so that's a nice way to like make a little bit of money um it's something that you know just while you're like leveling up and leveling a profession it's nice to sell off some random stuff and get a little gold um and you can buy stuff i don't really know what i would buy right now because a lot of the gear i feel like i'm going to replace really quickly yeah i bought a couple things from one of the merchants in goldshire um but i did um just because I was kind of hesitant to buy something for that exact reason. Like, am I just going to turn around and replace it with a quest reward? But I did pick up a new um, throne weapon. Because I've been trying to use the throne skill. And it's been pretty good for me this week. Um, yeah, it's kind of like... It's kind of your only ranged move as a rogue. Right. Yeah. So it lets me... Instead of just like running in and then like backing up. It lets me like pick an enemy... Like, get a couple hits in as they draw aggro to me, and then I can kind of pick my fights that way. So, I, like, if I see a group, I can, like, attack one, and then hopefully they'll run over towards me, and I can get a couple hits in, and then take them on with them a little having a little less health before they can get to me. So it's been a, a pretty fun strategy to use that, in addition to my normal combat skills. Yeah, it's really helpful when you're in kind of a crowded area, and you just want to fight one thing at a time, and getting in close might aggro multiple things and instead you can kind of pull one straggler over to you and then just fight that guy yep that's exactly what i've been doing which i think is i guess what the rogue probably wants to do is like try to fight people one-on-one for the most part yeah um but you're totally right the city feels like very bustling and kind of impersonal almost like a real city um yeah there's a ton of people but nobody's really talking to each other everyone's just like going about their business you get to see like a ton of just like cool people because you get to see every like race in the game at least on the alliance side just running around you see people in different cool gear sets or with cool mounts running around um i also like that there's little flavorful things like there's a cheese shop and like a wine shop uh they just sell like consumables um it's just like a thing a city would have but it's kind of a nice touch yeah it's it's very like you said it felt very like alive and bustling and like you said just cosmetic like it feels like it would be a real place if in this in this world yeah whereas everything else has been kind of abstracted a little bit like there are npcs and like buildings but nobody really like lives anywhere necessarily it's kind of you're supposed to kind of infer like okay they live around here but there's no like houses this is like a real place right and yeah because in the other areas so far it's been all the like things have been not purely um to like serve a purpose but mostly in like you said the cosmetic thing like Yes, they sell consumables, but it's not like, oh, this is the vendor for this thing. This is the vendor for this thing. Um, She's like, oh, there's a cheese shop. Yeah. (laughs) That's just, that's what they do. That's just a neat thing that a human city would have. So this is the human Mm -hmm. city. So there it is. Yeah, it's it's neat. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just purely, uh, 
I don't know the word, but like, you know, mechanical or like uh, mechanical. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It does add some flavor to the world. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of the mechanical people that we can talk to, there's like a weapon trainer who can give us new um, weapon proficiencies. So, yes, I, I got the ability to right now. I can just kind of use hammers. Um, I got, I think, swords, but they're still at rank one. So if I wanted to use swords i would have to like go hit some low level enemies and level up my sword skill so i haven't quite done that yet yeah i picked up uh dual wielding i also picked up crossbows but i haven't found any of those yet but i thought it might be useful down the line yeah but yeah the dual wielding one has been nice just because i have mainly just been using a dagger oh i also picked up one-handed swords so all right um i've been working on that one a little bit so i have a sword in my main hand and then my daggers are in my offhand so i'm still using those as well Yep. Um, that's pretty much it for now. There's a lot we could talk about with Stormwind, but that's kind of all I've really had a chance to get into at this point. I did have a rogue quest when I hit level 10. Um, oh, go ahead. That was to go find the rogue, I guess, headquarters there. Um, it was SI7, I think is what it's called. Right. Um, and I had a quest to go investigate a dock that was like sort of south of uh goldshire and i was trying to like retrieve something but it didn't say i had to kill anyone i just had to like it just set it like it kind of alluded to the fact that this person would have this on their person so i was able to i went over there and i had been to that area once before but i kind of skirted around it because the enemies were a little higher level than i was at the time so this time i use stealth and i waited for them to like because there's a patrol of three of the defias brotherhood people Mm -hmm. so there's like a patrol of them and i waited for them to like kind of walk away and i snuck in and then there's just one person in the building and i like slowly snuck in because they started to like hey is someone there but if i waited a second they would kind of turn the other direction and eventually i was able to get close enough to pickpocket which i hadn't done before like i had that ability but i haven't had a chance to use it yet so I did it. I pickpocketed the thing that I needed, and then I was able to sneak out. I grabbed nice. a chest on the way out too, and then I went back to the the city. And I was like, "This is a very cool rogue moment of sneaking mission." In. Yeah, doing a little espionage and then getting out. Yeah, that's great. I think I think SI seven is a joke on MI seven, which is like the James Bond oh, yeah, thing. Or, you're right. I think it is too. Actually, that would make sense. Yeah, uh, that's super cool. I think I get a paladin quest at level 12, which I haven't gotten to yet, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yours sounded super cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you'll get class quests every few levels. I think the big ones are usually like when you hit level 10, 20, 30, um, but there will be uh, smaller ones you can do along the way. Yeah. Uh, it was just interesting. It was fun to use like a different sort of skill set than the one the game's been kind of like pushing so far. It's always really cool because so far WoW is a very combat focused. It's mm-hmm. go to an area populated by a bunch of enemies, fight all the enemies, and then leave. Um, it's always great whenever the game like asks you to do anything different than that. Um, yeah, because a couple of the mining things were, hey, go scout out this mine, but is filled with enemies so you'd have to kill them to get there right to kind of accomplish that task effectively it's just the same thing but this is like a true like sneaking mission exactly yeah and you could have gone in um knives ablazing but i i wanted to try something else and it was fun yeah that's very cool um so also in stormwind i walked around and i think i met the king uh, he's just a little dude. Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah. I I didn't have a chance to go to his like throne room, but I do I have like a pretty good memory of this. He's just like a little guy. Yeah, just a little kid. Uh well there is some repeatable quests that I wasn't quite sure how to figure out, and I still haven't figured it out yet, but um in that area, so I went over there. And yeah, it was cool. I was like, Oh, this is the, the boy king that they were talking about and I don't know. I just wrote that in my notes of that little king guy. Yeah, and he has kind of like an entourage with him. He does, yes. And it lets you talk to them, but if you right-click on them, it just says they stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Maybe we'll eventually get a quest to go talk to them. I have vague memories of that. 
Okay. So that kind of wraps up Stormwind. We do have one more quest line to wrap up in Elwyn Forest, and we teamed up for this one. Um, yes, we did, which was very fun to play in a group. It was super fun. So it, they asked us to go to Westbrook Garrison and talk to Deputy Rainer, where we meet another new enemy type. Uh, it's the Knolls. Um, and specifically, they want to take out the kind of big bad of the gnolls hogger and hogger is uh first of all you get a quest to kill him from a wanted poster which is pretty cool Um, that was really cool i liked that and he's also a group quest it's the first quest that is uh notated when you pick it up as a group quest and he's also the first elite mob that we've run into and elites have this kind of gold border around their um, frame when you target them yeah it was um very cool to do that quest and we definitely took him out um a few times actually (laughs) so i've i've done i've fought hogger uh probably a dozen times i've never uh like had the experience that we had which we'll get into it uh basically we we went in and he was right there and we fought him and killed him um i you know i threw up a a attack power increase on both of us and we just kind of went in and took him down you were able to do some backstabs it sounds like yeah i was able to get the backstabs off of him which was really nice yeah um and then we still needed to kill some of the surrounding gnolls to gather up these um armbands and as we were fighting them, Hogger would just keep respawning and re-aggroing to us, and we would have to fight him again. I think we fought him four or five times. It was <laughs> it was it was a lot quite funny. I've never had that happen to me, um, where I just kept fighting him over and over. And at one point in the chat, I just said he keeps coming back. <laughs> it was like yeah, a, it was pretty funny. It's like a horror movie antagonist. Like you just can't kill him. Yeah, I understand why he's wanted now. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, whoever can just keep him in the ground be heavily compensated. So, yeah, gnolls are interesting. I don't know how I would describe them. They're weird, like, furry humanoid creatures, but they're hunched over and a little weird looking. Um, Yet another little guy. Yeah, I think this qualifies as a little guy. Uh, I don't think they're, like, as cute and cuddly as the murlocs are um yeah i think i would rank them lower than the murlocs and the kobolds but i think they're still firmly in the little guy camp yeah but they are furrier than both of them and less cute i think than both of them as well yeah our little guy tier list here it was fun teaming up um going from like solo leveling where you know you can pretty confidently fight maybe two enemies at a time you know, if a third one comes, it's like, okay, I got to probably use like a cooldown, but I might be able to do this, or maybe I retreat and come back. Going in with two people is like, oh, there's a pack of four enemies. Let's just go. And we just yeah. run in and take them down, and it's super fun. Yeah, it feels like a huge power boost to um, your previous like combat experience, I feel like. Yeah, you almost feel like invincible. You were, Yeah, I really did. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And uh, we did have to use, like, I I used Lay on Hands at one point. I think it was when, like, we accidentally pulled Hogger the second time in the middle of another fight or something. But Mm -hmm. uh, we got through it. And uh, one of the Nulls, or a few of them, actually dropped a item. And the item actually started a new quest to go uh, track down this guy called the Collector. And this is also the first time this has happened where an item drop has turned into a quest. Yeah, that was really cool. I liked the sort of implications of you found something, you should take this to someone else and see what it's about. It sort of like uh, opens up the world a little bit, I think. Yeah, and we'll run into more um, 
item drop quests in the future. Um, this one, this one's actually kind of interesting because it's talking about like Defias trade routes and the idea that the gnolls have this is pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. I it, and like I said, it opens up a lot of um, world building. Like, are they planning on attacking a trade route? Are they working with the Defias Brotherhood? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so we'd go, we went and tracked down the collector together since we were both uh, leveling at this point. It's like clear on the other side of the forest, which was annoying, but what can you do? Um, and we took him down. Uh, he was hiding out in a little hut with a few Defias Brotherhood members and like a mage enemy. Yeah. Which is one of the first mage enemies we fight, right? Yeah. I can't think of anyone that's primarily used like offensive spells before but she's like throwing fireballs at us yeah the one of the mines near it's between uh goldshire and the logging camp there's an, a mine you have to investigate and there are a few kobold mages but this is like the first mage proper i feel like yeah she's like wearing a mage robe and everything yes exactly so that was cool we're getting lots of new enemy types um this is another quest where I was super happy to be like in a group. Um, yeah, like I feel like we just steamrolled through it. <laughs> yeah, but I could tell like this would have been difficult if it had been just just by myself because there were maybe four enemies in that little house, and there's no way you're pulling one of those at a time. No, it's not out of the house. And one was a mage, one was the named enemy, and then there were just two henchmen there too. But yeah, it would have been a lot more difficult with just like solo yeah and i think the idea is sort of that you're supposed to like do this group up quest where you kill hogger and then maybe you've picked up this quest along the way and then you keep the group going to go do the other quest and it, it was cool to actually do that yeah i enjoyed that um it is kind of weird that it's like clear on the other side of the map um to like keep the group going for that long but i think that that would make sense because if i remember correctly it said like the quest was supposed to be at like level seven and it would have been a lot more difficult at that level i think yeah especially so low but even with a, a group of level seven it would have been difficult i think definitely uh and the collector drops um like a ring and i don't know if you mm -hmm. read the description for this ring that we go to turn in but it says, uh, quote, for years of service, and it's signed by EVC. Oh, no, I did not read it. That's really cool. So uh, maybe we'll meet EVC eventually in our journey. I guess that implies a lot more about how long this brotherhood's been around. Because I sort of like kind of pictured them as a group that has kind of spawned out of the lack of the military presence in the area. Yeah. Which seemed to be pretty recent, according to like the opening cinematic. It seemed to be somewhat recent. And I kind of picture of, oh, all of the people who would normally be able to keep us suppressed have left. So they kind of grew out of that. But that implies that they've been around a lot longer than this. Yeah, and maybe this is just when they're making a kind of a move. Yeah, they're kind of seizing the power vacuum. So, yeah, that's super interesting. Um, next week is going to take us into the area west of Elwyn Forest, uh, appropriately named Westfall. And uh, I'll tell you right now, we're going to be learning more about the Defias Brotherhood while we're there. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, so, coming out of kind of our content for this week how did you feel about it how are you feeling about your world of warcraft journey in general i think i was able to sink my teeth a lot more into it this week um especially after i read that article you sent me that had a lot of like small quality of life things like i mentioned earlier the quest you add-on uh i learned that you can use the numlock key to auto walk which was kind of huge honestly yeah um and then, let's see, what else did I write down? Um, I got a lot more random people in the server sort of just giving things away. Like, they would, someone would just, like, walk up and have, like, a trade request, and it would be, like, five potions. I ran into that, too. And I was like, that's super cool, thank you, because, like, I only had a couple at the time, so 
it was a significant gift so i was very happy to have that sort of thing happen to where it's just like yeah hey here's like some minor potions um for someone who's like clearly at a pretty low level um so that was really dope the auto walk was really cool and just figuring out all the different skills and stuff like that was really cool too i also um used the i had to get my armor repaired a couple times because i used the death mechanic i know we last week we talked about mm-hmm. how you're supposed to sort of walk back to your body well there was one time where i kind of died to the east by the murlocs but i needed to get back to goldshire anyway so i just said i'll just respawn here and took the hit to my durability but basically used it as a fast travel which is yep. pretty cool and sometimes that's going to be your best option so mm-hmm. yeah um it's really interesting um just like running into people in the open world everyone has been very courteous and very nice um I don't, yes i don't know if you've run into this but one kind of like wow etiquette thing is that if you happen across someone in the open world and if you have any buff abilities you just like throw a buff on them um that's been happening to me like constantly i've yeah i've seen that happen i didn't know that was a thing so that explains what was going on there yeah because i would randomly occasionally just get like a buff and i'm like i don't know what happened but i'll take it i guess (laughs) yeah it's it's cool i I have some uh, gripes with the greater WoW community, especially like kind of the hardcore WoW community. But just in terms of like the people you see running around questing, everyone's been mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, I know you mentioned that um, in our messages that you had had some issues with the community, but I'm glad that like it's been at least in game, it's been very yeah welcoming. Yeah, even if that's not necessarily true with the ones who are in these communities which i feel like might be just true for most things as well like people who are just average enjoyers of something are you know i think might be tending more or less extreme i guess than the dedicated communities to this certain thing yeah that makes a lot of sense uh yeah the people who are just kind of along for the ride and along for the fun uh having much more of a normal one than exactly yeah. yeah um there are different a bunch of communities that i can think of that are kind of like that where it's just like average enjoyer is just here to have a good time and is a lot more calm and chill versus a lot some of the toxicity that you can see in the, like, these dedicated like almost two online tm um, yeah people yeah this so far the experience of actually like logging in and playing has been like almost entirely positive for me Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think that's all we have for our content this week. Like I said, next week we're going to be venturing into Westfall. Um, but we do have a listener question. Oh, uh, cool. This is from my friend Autumn. And Austin, this one might be tough for you to answer because it's about MMOs. But uh, it's... Okay. So just the question is... Uh, what was your first really memorable MMO experience? Like a moment you had early on that felt really unique. Um, and I have a good story for this, but Austin, I know you haven't played really MMOs before, but so far, what would be your answer to that question? Just like a unique like MMO experience you've had so far. Hmm. Is it Crow Guy? Oh, any news from Crow <laughs> Guy? Do we have any Crow Guy I haven't updates? heard any. I have... I have not heard any Crow Guy updates. Um, so sad. I would love to see some more of Crow Guy. Uh, the only role playing thing I think I really saw in the chat this week, I think it was in a, a tavern, and someone was like, there were a couple of people were like celebrating something. I'm not entirely sure what it was. I was just kind of passing through, but that was a cool moment. Um, but no, I've not heard from Crow Guy, unfortunately. Hope, hope they're doing okay. I hope so too. Um, as far as like a memorable moment from an uh, MMO specifically, um that's tough if you want to answer um i can think about it for a little bit but i don't know if i have a good one all right i'll I'll give my answer um this is kind of a tragic story but oh no it's okay uh everyone came out okay on the other side of it uh so i i mentioned uh last week my first character bic dutinu the troll priest um the reason I made that character, I think I mentioned last week, was to play with a friend of mine from grade school, and he was playing an orc warrior, and he wanted somebody to be like a healer that would level up with him. Um, mm-hmm. 
because we had both played a little bit and then kind of abandoned the characters we had played and we're starting kind of fresh. And the one kind of um, thing that happens to you when you're trying to do a lot of dungeons is tanks and healers are in shorter supply and are really sought after. And so when you're forming a group, it always takes a long time to get a tank and a healer. So his idea was, I'll play tank, you play healer, and we'll just always be able to find groups for dungeons together. So I was like, okay. I looked at like the available um, like race class combinations, and like Troll Priest was one of my like two options to be a healer and start in the same zone as him. Right. Um, so I played this character. And again, like I mentioned last week, uh, I overleveled him because he would log off and I would keep playing. And I just wanted to play more than he did. And I didn't want to like make a new character. I liked my priest. So right. um, the unfortunate side of things, though, was that I was specced in the healing tree because I was planning on healing dungeons with him. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I did that but basically solo where i would just look for groups and heal in the dungeons because doing quests as a healer my damage was really low and it was really hard to just do solo um questing well eventually i got to about level 40 and the big problem at level 40 is you have to buy at least in classic wow it's going to be level 30 for us Um, at level 40 you buy your first mount and um buying a mount costs something like seven gold Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So it's very expensive. Uh, In addition to this, I also wanted to change my talent specialization to be DPS because the dungeons had kind of dried up. Um, There wasn't like a good dungeon for being exactly level 40. And I wanted to do some solo questing and, you know, get some gold to buy my mount. Um, Well, changing your talent specialization costs gold. Oh, no. I said, okay, you know, I haven't really leveled up any professions to make gold because I've just been like solo dungeoning this whole time. So I don't really have a lot of money, but I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll use my gold. I'll respect to shadow, which is DPS priest, and then I'll level up. Well, I did that, um, but then I didn't have enough money to buy my mount upgrade. And I was like, okay, you know, uh, it's hard for me to level and I can't buy like a mount. And I can't also respec back to healing and go back to doing dungeons because I'm not the right level. And also, um, it would cost more gold to respec again. Right. So at that point, I was like so frustrated. It was kind of like the opposite of sunk cost fallacy. It was like I I messed up from like the beginning and the beginning yeah. step screwed me like hours and hours and hours into playing. And there was no easy way to fix it. So in like a, and I'm like eleven. It's <laughs> an important part right. Of the story. Yeah. So you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> so in like a fit of frustration, I decided I wasn't going to play my character anymore, and I deleted Bictutinu. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. Um, oh no. R.I.P. Now I guess the the quote unquote happy ending to the story is now I didn't have like a main character anymore. And a family friend who played World of Warcraft was like, hey, if you want to make a new character on my server, um, when the new expansion comes out, we can be in a guild together. So I was like, okay, well, I'll level up and try and hit max level by the expansion. And that's what I did. And that's how I leveled up uh, my main, who was a warlock, who I played for like five years. I even like uh, raided on this character and did like end game content for a long time. Um, oh nice and it was all i don't know if it would have happened if i hadn't deleted big dutinu which i still that's fair i'm still sad about fell for the warlock to run yeah i could have Uh, just left him there and not deleted him there was no reason that's true it's very true yeah there's no reason to get rid of him but yeah um i do have an important question did your warlock have a good staff uh my warlock (laughs) mostly did not wield a staff unfortunately because oh no uh I don't I don't know you actually wouldn't know this but kind of end game staffs are a little bit weaker than using like a main hand weapon and an offhand weapon because okay. you only get the stats from one item instead of two and oh interesting staffs are kind of balanced to have more than your average one-handed weapon but it's still not quite enough to make up for it so and that makes sense I never really got any cool staffs on my warlock unfortunately yeah, no, that makes sense. 
unfortunate, but I, I get it. So yeah, kind of a tragic story, but a nice a nice ending. Um, yeah. And with that, I think it's time to get into our final segment. Um, I don't have a name for this segment. I feel like I should start developing one. Like, I'm sure we could workshop something. Like Liam's History Corner or something. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to send what, you... What about WoW, what about WoW Classics? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to actually send you okay. a link to YouTube. And we're going to press play at the same time. Okay. And I'm going to put in the audio over this so that people can listen to it. Um, now, right. now, before you press play, uh, I'm going to introduce this, this concept. So, in 2007, uh, Blizzard did a series of commercials with celebrities where the celebrities would talk about their characters in World of Warcraft. Uh those celebrities, at least in, initially, were William Shatner, uh, Vern Troyer, and the one that we're going to watch right now, Mr. T. I remember this commercial. Yeah. I have not watched yeah. this commercial. I deliberately did not watch it in preparation for this segment. Uh, I have not watched this commercial probably since 2009 or so. Yeah, whenever it was on TV, but I definitely remember seeing this commercial on TV and think he was absolutely like hilarious as far as like just completely ridiculous so i'm gonna give us a three two one go and then on go we're both gonna press play and we're just gonna all react right. as it happens all right let's go all right three two one go i'm mr t and this is my night elf mohawk Shut up, oh my god. Like I was saying, my mohawk storms through mighty forests. That's our intro music. Yeah, great mount looks like. Mr. T hacked the game and created a mohawk class. Maybe Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Had that occurred to you, Mr. Condescending Director? I'm Mr. T and I'm a night elf mohawk. What's your game? World of Warcraft. I really did like this genre of commercials. I thought it was pretty cool to like hey this is my class and sort of have like that going over everything but it's an it's an yeah. incredible commercial um it, it is absolutely amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna link you to the william shatner one and we're gonna okay. we're gonna watch that as well all right all right tell me when you're ready i'm ready all right three two one go Hello, I'm William Shatner, and I'm <gasps> I do remember this commercial. <laughs> I'm a conduit of the ancient forces of nature. Incredible. <laughs> no doubt. Conduit. Hey, Shatner, how do I hurl bolts of lightning? Simple. Get World of Warcraft, dog. You can be anyone you want. Dog. I'm William Shatner. Dog. <laughs> What's your game? World of Warcraft, the number one online Incredible. Game. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. The fact that William Shatner is just dropping dog is just dog amazing. Yeah. How do I hurl bolts of lightning, dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I like Mr. T's more, but that one is still quite good. Yeah. Just Mr. T's just maybe Mr. T's go with computers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you well, considered always, that? Always send me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I remember watching that with my friends and just being like, this is so dumb. So uh, I guess... Like you said, Mr. T, his commercial is obviously the best one, and that one kind of blew up a little bit uh, to the point where he actually has some references in-game. Um, oh, thank God. So the Mr. T Night Elf Mohawk character, the Night Elf with a Mohawk, uh, the warrior, was actually added to the game as an NPC um, oh in 2009, gosh, yes. uh, and he would be in starting areas, and you could talk to him. And he would give you uh, mohawk grenades. And the <laughs> item description for this was uh, use and uh, colon right click to pity the fool. 
Uh, incredible. And if you absolutely incredible work, if you threw the nighthawk, uh, the the excuse me, the mohawk grenade at someone, their head would change into a night elf mohawk head, <laughs> which is just the the head sprite of Mister yeah. T's character uh, for yeah. one hour. That, that that's amazing. I love that. It's giving me big. Um, do you remember like in that era? Like a lot of video games will have like quote unquote cheat codes where they yeah. would change like, like big head. It just reminds me. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It was big head mode. They just changed the sprite to be the night elf mohawk. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so which part was it in the game? Was it was it the fact that night elf wasn't in the game? Uh, so night elf was in the game, um, but the mohawk hairstyle wasn't. Um, ah, gotcha. It actually got added also in two thousand nine as a cosmetic, but then. Um, Mr. T's character, like the Night Elf Mohawk character, also showed up and you could throw the the grenade at people. Amazing. And even if they were a gnome, they would have like a Night Elf head with like the (laughs) Mohawk and everything. Are Night Elf like, um, what size are they? Are they like typical average humanoid? They're a little bit taller than normal humans. Okay, so just something with like a gnome with just a very small stature just has a big old Mohawk. Yeah. Amazing. Uh... Yeah, so I I love those commercials. Uh I honestly have not watched that in like over 10 years. So that that's amazing. Same. Yeah. It definitely went like that you know, mid 2000s era type of viral, I feel like. Yeah. Like absolutely. I think it was very I think it was very memed on. Yeah. And uh it's great that uh Mr. T got immortalized in the game a little bit. Cuz like you said, that's that's definitely like the best one. It is, yeah. Like, I remember the William Shatner one after I saw the opening scene of him in the robe. I'm like, oh, yeah, this one. But, you like, I think of Mr. T and I think of that commercial. Because I've never Me really too. watched the A-Team. Yeah. I've never really watched the A-Team. That was before my time. But I definitely remember, like, thinking of this commercial. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I know this and I know Pity the Fool. And those are, like, <laughs> the only two, like, reference points I have for this person. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an incredible commercial and i'm not surprised that they've done since then they've done like a million of these with various different celebrities um i'll see if i can find like a playlist with all of them it's honestly like a pretty um good advertisement i feel like like having a you know people like just talk about the class that they play yeah totally they're a little they're a little over the top and campy but i think that makes them a little better um they're not taking themselves too seriously or i guess they are taking themselves too seriously but that comes off like over the top and campy yeah exactly um, it's yeah the the whole tone is just hilarious agreed agreed but i think it was a pretty i mean i don't know how successful the campaign was but i definitely remember seeing these commercials everywhere yeah definitely they're the most well-known piece of like wow commercial content except for maybe the south park episode which is definitely going to be a future segment yeah that's it's fair because I have I have memories of that as well. Yeah. Um. All right, Austin. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Puppeteer Click. Click is at the group of people, and uh, you can find the show at Level With You Pod on Twitter, or you can email the show and get your question answered on air at Level With You Pod at Gmail dot com. And Austin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at PatriotFan09 on Twitter. You can also find me at PatriotFan... Or sorry, twitch.tv slash PatriotFan09. Um, like I spoke at the beginning of the episode, I was streaming a lot of Elden Ring. I beat Melania and the Fire Giant, and I've made a lot of progress. And I think we're getting, not like super close to the end game, but we're making a lot of cool progress. Really enjoying it, so come hang out. All right, well... Thanks for chatting this week. Like I said, next week we'll be exploring Westfall. And uh, signing us off, I guess I'll go with uh, I Pity the Fool. (laughs) All right.